Hey folks, Michael from Pro Football Ireland. Quick one, this was recorded prior to Bill Balachick leaving New England. Bar that, we're good to go. Have a great Super Wildcard weekend. Pro Football Ireland, Ireland's number one American football outlet, NFL, NFL, college football, domestic game among many other things presented by Adria Sport, the official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK and we are three and a half weeks out from Las Vegas, Nevada for Pro Football Ireland on location which starts in February the 4th baby and Mark is paying for the 1600 inch sweet square suite <laughs> in Caesar Palaches. Hey, where, 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 where are you staying in Vegas Mark? Lock and Lure? Ranafas? Oh, I don't know. You you have all the details. I don't know. I was going to um. I have a voucher for hotels. dot com, uh, for a hundred euro, and it's going to put you it towards the main. You kept that yeah, quiet. I I, I got it. Yeah. Oh, it was just for for people not aware. There is a thirty dollar a night resort fee, which I don't know how we're going to pay for this room. Like I'm just putting it out there. Right, it's not my eight four. Thankfully, <laughs> shout out to eight eight sports. Looking forward at a party I'm going on that punt thing that week and I've been I haven't been avoiding this all year but because I we live across the sea I can't fly over and sit there and give my opinions I'm going to slag Jason Bell so much over that team selection the other day I'm only messing man it's, it's good crack I have to get Jay Bell over again for the crack he he loved your reaction uh, and I know Miami Dolphins fans love you as well anyway enough crap talk Mark this is a huge weekend we talked in the first segment in terms of the games that we have coming up this weekend. Let's look at some of the storylines that we have this weekend. And the only one that I want to start off with is the Hollywood storyline in Detroit. The last time the Lions played a playoff game in Detroit was what year, Mark? 30 years ago. What year? Uh, 1983. Uh, 1993. Not 30 years ago. 1993. I'm 30 years myself. 1993. This is the first time the Lions have hosted a home playoff game in Ford Field history now, i do not have it on me uh, in terms of when they last played a home no, I'm, I'm telling you i'm clued into the nfl i do this podcast pro football ireland check it out i'm telling you it's 30 years ago i've i've been i've come across it this week it's 100 percent 1993 do the math january, 30 years ago january the 8th 1994 against a team called the green bay packers they lost 28 to 24 and they have never had a home playoff game since. Tickets are $600. And that is not even the initial conversation. It's not, yeah, it's not it's not 1600 Michigan Washington standard. It's still 600 bucks. And here's the crack, Mark. This, do you know what? I actually think we're, we're going to go back to this next year. We're going to start previewing games again in a bit more high-end detail, in my opinion. The best in the Irish market. And we're going to go into detail on this today because the biggest storyline is obviously the double revenge game as some people are calling it you know Matthew Stafford returns to Detroit to face the Lions in their own territory for the first time since his trade for the Rams before I even get in to the conversation of this game who won that trade Rams the Rams I think they both won it it. yeah but (laughs) you can't give me a draw you ask me who won it no I think the Rams because Matthew Stafford I, I do think is the better quarterback still um. Yeah, I I think in a nutshell that's it. I think I'd have more confidence if I was ranking quarterbacks and put Matthew Stafford there. That's not to say anything against Jared Goff. Obviously, he's turned the narrative around him around, 
But I think Matthew Stafford, he literally won the Super Bowl. You can't take it away from them there. And we have to remember that the contract um, that the Lions took freed up money that the Rams were able to reinvest and, you know, keeping Aaron Donald and such around. So there, there is levels to it, but great trade in all accounts. And it's weird that this is how it's going to play out now. Like, I think it's kind of, isn't it a bit b- bittersweet, Michael? Matthew Stafford obviously loves Detroit. And he knows for himself personally, and look, I'm sure this is being mentioned on every podcast, although I don't think this game is quite getting the pop that it deserves. But Matthew Stafford has to rip the hearts out of the people who were really loyal to him and still to this day are quite fond of him. Or I think he would be happy to see the Lions do well, but obviously that puts a stop to the Rams. And it kind of, look, the Rams obviously went and got the Super Bowl they took a massive dip last year as it seemed to have been a hangover in McVeigh. You didn't know is he seriously still, you know, into the game or whatever, just for the one year he was looking at doing commentating and stuff. It does really look the Lions have been an absolute force for the last year. Obviously, all off season it was predicted that they could be in in uh, the conversation for the number one, two, or three seed. It was never going to be the number four. Everyone had massive faith in them. But this is how it plays out and it's a super exciting and it's only one of many insane storylines that like you say, the NFL is clearly scripted and it's all to do with this weekend right now. You're asking there about Matthew Stafford and how he feels about potentially knocking out the Detroit Lions after the fairy tale ride and comeback that they have had the first time in our lives or this generation that we've watched the NFL and seen the Detroit Lions be relevant at this point in the season. I think first off, before I say my next point, it's a credit to themselves in terms of how they played. Their offense is so fun to watch, and I love Dan Campbell. In terms of what you said about Matthew Stafford, the way he feels about this team going into this, I'll say this. If Shane Walsh, for the Crooks, was to play Kilcarran in the AIB All-Ireland Club Championship final, do you think he'd give a shite, frankly, yes. about the other team? Yes, uh, personal he wants to go. He wants to win the whole thing. If you're telling Matthew Stafford, you can go win two rings here, baby. Uh, on the field, on the field, on the field, you're dead right. As a competitor, absolutely. But Matthew Stafford, the man, seems like a really good guy. It's like when Tom Brady went back to New England and he's meeting, like, guys that work in the stadium. He's, you know, like, there is personal relationships. When he goes into that stadium and he knows that he wanted to deliver, you know, playoff wins and such to the city. Who did I see? Wished someone well. A player wished another player. Oh, uh, someone wished Joe Flacco. Uh, a player from Pittsburgh wished Joe Flacco well. Wasn't that it the other day? No, it was obviously two weeks ago. Wished Joe Flacco well and said, go bring my city a championship. I think people know where they're from or, you know, built their career. So Matthew Stafford on the field won't be thinking about that. But before and after, he's a human being. It's like when Tom Brady beat Drew Brees to end his career. They, they hung around in the field afterwards. Tom Brady threw balls to Drew Brees' kids because it's like, yeah, these are real people and the NFL and American football as a whole means everything to them. Can't wait to see what you're going to be like in New Orleans next year for Drew Brees, etc. Um, I cannot wait for Drew Brees. That is, or sorry, for New Orleans. I cannot wait. Whatever about Vegas, if people were listening to the answer to the FM this week, Ian Dempsey was asking me about going to Vegas and I said, you know what? I don't know if it's a place that would have ended up myself, Michael. A bit too wild for me. I hope the body's intact afterwards. New Orleans, that is a city I'm dying to get to. To the FM traffic and travel. Enjoy listening to that in the mornings. 
we can't get away from this man here. We've got 12 minutes. We've got to roll through this very quickly. I'm going to take... This is not a pick show, but I think we need to talk about this. I'm taking the Lions to beat... No, I'm sorry. I'm taking the Rams to beat the Lions. Whoa. I think Stafford... Yeah, yeah. I think Stafford has a game and a half. I feel that the narrative on this season completely changes if the Los Angeles Rams, Matthew Stafford, and Puka Nakua go into Detroit and Florida. Because I think if that happens, the Rams the Rams can win the NFC. But the Rams' perception, the outside perception of this team, and frankly, the belief with Sean McVay, completely changes. But then again, if the Lions win a home playoff game, baby, oof, woof, woof, oh, woof, woof. We it's, obviously... it's huge. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's yeah. probably the biggest game of the weekend. Genuinely, it's huge. It was, the, it was the Vikings game, or was it the Packers game when... They obviously had all the guys wearing balaclavas. Sorry, I should say all the fans wearing balaclavas. CJ Gardner-Johnson, the safety, was hyping up. Being balaclavas? Funny. They wore balaclavas at the game. Everyone had a blue balaclava. And um, that's what they called them. <laughs> that's what they called them. A face, what you want to get? the door for going, Mark, shut, <laughs> shut up. That's what, it, that's what it's called. <laughs> no, all right, a, a headband, a headpiece. And no, you're wrong. We're only passing the ball. We're only passing the ball. And they didn't get the job done, so... Um, I suppose it's a comment that I made on the Scala podcast about, yeah, like expectations and delivering and have they the mental toughness, Detroit. But again, at the same time, the Rams were great the other day. I think they have, you know, I'm glad they're in the Super Bowl because McVeigh is a stunning and exceptional coach. And if he wants to open up the bag of tricks, he can do it. So let's see how that goes. We went to Miami against Kansas City two and a half months ago, and at the time it was, and still is, the greatest international game we have ever had. Two huge teams coming overseas to Europe, and I feel it was a privilege to watch both teams. They now play each other in the playoffs this weekend, and Tyreek Hill finally, finally returns to Arrowhead. I know the Miami Dolphins have had a few down weeks. I know you've been very down in the mark, very down in them. Shout out I haven't been down at them at all. Sorry, can the record please show that I put out a very actual, like, I got some serious DMs that actually, like, I laugh about it now, but I got some awful DMs. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, I got some re, um, I can say it now because I actually was talking to a couple of people in the media being like, am I, uh, should I be a sensitive towards this? But I, I got some I get, awful Man, I get like 10 a week. Yeah, yeah, of course I've never gone it. And it's like, I haven't said anything that isn't true. So no, whatever about Miami. Uh, mentioning the international slate at some point, hopefully I'll get the graphic out. Uh, the number one, the number two, and the number three, the number six. What do those have in common? The seeding of the AFC that we saw this year. It's insane. So we are so lucky. Obviously the Dolphins gone the number six seed now. Who would have thought that day when we saw the Buffalo Bills, they were going to be the number two seed, especially now that the Jags are out. But um, it is an exciting game. It is the actual return of Tariq Hill to Kansas City. Like, talk about all these players returning to the scene of the crime. But I think it's excellent for the NFL to have that. But one of these teams is going to get some kind of monkey off their back. I, of course, I've said it. I said last week, I'm getting fed up with saying it. Maybe the Dolphins can be knocked out so I can finally put a bow on it next week. But do they have the mental toughness? We saw it again last week. The number two seed was on the line. The division was on the line. Teotonga-Valoa starts lobbing up balls towards because it seems if they can't take a two-touchdown lead in the game, it says that the other team has a hold of their defense and their explosive plays aren't working. So I think you have to be worried. Tariq Hill, I said last week, he has the drops. He had another one in the fourth quarter. They had the they had the lead going into the fourth quarter 
and they don't see it out. I think there's a mental toughness that the Miami Dolphins don't have right now. And going into Arrowhead, I'd be worried about that. And even though it seems that there's not a mental toughness from the wide receivers when they're catching the ball from the Kansas City Chiefs, I think as a whole, you'd have to back that team versus Miami, who has only beaten one legitimate contender all year, and that was the Dallas Cowboys with two points. As a glorified mentor and a teacher, I, I know what it's like when I see students that uh, don't reach your full potential and always get knocked down. They pick themselves back up again. Miami will beat the Chiefs on the weekend. Oh, wow. Saturday or Sunday? Saturday, is it? Saturday night? That's Saturday. Saturday what night. Game. Yeah. What a yeah. game. And that's the thing. It's like, th- that's the whole thing. It's, I guess they're not in a, they're in a no-win situation in Miami because people are still going to knock the Chiefs. Going into Arrowhead, they'll say, no, the Chiefs aren't the same Chiefs that they've been 10. What are they, 11 and 6 at the end of the season? Else? This is the um, worst Chiefs team that Patrick Mahomes has ever had. Oh, 100%. So if they, like, genuinely, for me, if they beat Miami in Arrowhead and they beat them well, and I said 10 to 14 points well, I think they go to the Super Bowl. That's how much I would wow. be impressed with that. Now, the only way, this is the interesting thing. I'll, obviously, Baltimore and I run the AFC in terms of home games. I would love to see Mahomes on the road in the playoffs because I don't think Mahomes gets out. Because, Michael, the thing was, when we saw them in Frankfurt, the Chiefs were far and away the better team. Far and away the better team. Because I'm pretty sure I picked the Dolphins for that game. And it's like it wasn't even close to the first half. What was it, 14-0 at halftime? And it wasn't even a close 14-0. The Chiefs took the took the, the foot off the pedal too early in that game and just survived just about. But again, uh, to add that um, fumble and the awful throw. I will I will bring up the Browns going to, to Kansas City a few years ago. I'll bring up the Bengals. Every team yeah. goes there is always written off, and that's all yeah. they're thinking about. And they're game. on, and they're they're uh, they're thereabouts, and then something crazy happens. Referees, of course, they're paid by the NFL to look after the Kansas City Chiefs. Get involved, you know. That's uh, that's no, what Twitter on, tells dude. me at least. No, hold on, we are an institution accredited. That's what Twitter tells me. Twitter tells me, Michael. Can, can you can you retract your? I'm taking the fist, but can you retract your statement? That opinion has no affiliation with the National League. We're joking. It's all about the crack. Um, I'm I'm taking Miami. I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking Miami, and I'm so tempted, Mark. I am so so tempted. Maybe the Cully Hanuman, Dara Carger has infected me here. Jordan Love last week. Hey, you're oh, so you're killing me over here because I can I can see us running out of time. And God, hold on, hold on. We, We've got five minutes, but this is a big story. Mike McCarthy going up against the Green Bay Packers, and here's the thing. This is what I'm going to say, and you, you can take the floor. It's January. It's Dallas. It's the playoffs. We all know what's coming. The last time these boys, <laughs> the last time these lads from memory faced each other in the playoffs, I could be wrong. Let me know if I am. Dez didn't catch it. There might have been one after that, but I'm telling you, boy, this is the biggest, biggest banana skin ever because no one cares about the Packers winning this. Everyone's like Dallas, 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 Dallas. Jordan Love. That's all I'm going to say. If there's going to be an upset this weekend, it might not be the Steelers going to Buffalo. Jordan Love played like a hybrid Brett Favre last weekend. This will be a very, very close game. Huge game. Do you think, do you think the Packers will do it? Cool. I I mean, the smartness in me says that you have to play it safe and pick the Cowboys. You're dead right. If the if the Packers go out after this game, there's going to be an offseason talking about Jordan Love's potential. It was last year, it's what potential could he potentially have? Whereas now we can say, okay, he's showed definite growth and signs of like a future there. 
and that whole storyline, it's going to go into a second off season. Can they roll from Brett Favre and Taron Rogers into Jordan Love? It looks like right now that they could, but let's see, because there's that sour taste in your mouth if they don't look good this week. And it is a tough environment to go into. We know that Dallas has been really, really, really good in AT&T Stadium. But I think from Mike McCarthy's point of view, because the Packers are coming in, not the Packers of old, I think it's a bit like United there on one day playing Wigan, that if United beat Wigan, they're going to be said, well, they were always supposed to beat that team. But that banana peel is there. And if they lose, our reputation is absolutely tarnished. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy as the head coach, but, you know, Dan Quinn and everything that goes along with it. Um, It's weird. Uh, we're not talking about the head coaching carousel at the moment, but like is Dan Carroll. We'll Mr. Skell. Yeah, Dan that Quinn Dan Quinn's name is obviously knocking around and was a hot candidate a few months ago or whatever. Um, you know, it's a, a, a massive job now in the playoffs for him could secure him that job again. We've got three minutes. I want to ask you this, and we'll talk about the other games, Eagles, Bucks, and the Browns against the Texans in detail with Scahill, Mr. James Scahill, and also with Jeff. But we Dan have Moore. to mention, we have to mention, that's well, right, well, very, 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 very That storyline is so good. Uh, no, but 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Nobody's given the Steelers a chance now. I'm presuming you're on that boat, TJ Watts out. I'm really intrigued because the pressure is on Buffalo. You heard Stefan Diggs go like this, four more wins. The last time we seen them, they were muck in London. They were muck, and we know under pressure they can be crap. That's all I'm going to say. I think the Bills will win, but I wouldn't be surprised I, I, again. I really like the Bills. I really like the Bills at the moment. Um, if I had to say a non-Ravens team, ah, look, geez, I'm not going to go into that because all of a sudden the Texans, the Rams, that, that's a whole thing that I wish we had almost talked about. You've got, that, you got 60 seconds. Literally, this this. This Bills and Steelers game, I'll, go, I'll keep it with this. The Bills and Steelers game, if you want a narrative, it's the most winningest Super Bowl team. The Steelers obviously tied with the Patriots against the team that's lost the most Super Bowls. They've been in four and lost all four, the Bills. It's also the fired offensive coordinator game. And look at how those two teams have changed since Mike Hanley and Ken Dorsey have gone. I think that that's why I like the Bills because they are showing a completely different offense. And it's very boomer bust, um, the Bills at the moment, the offense. You can get a great game out of... Uh, Josh Allen, then you can get a poor one. But I think that now that they're at the dance, I mean, they had to almost achieve the impossible to get to the playoffs. What In week 12, they're, what, the 12th seed? And they had to go through a slate that included knocking off the Dolphins in the last week to get the number two seed. I think they're a powerful team at the moment. Time will tell, my man, who we see in Vegas in the next few weeks. We're cut short now. I'm sorry, Mark, I feel bad. We've got another podcast coming up. Loads of content this week. Let's finish with, we, let's finish with, we have to do it because it's our headache. We do it each and every week. Give me your headache. I'll give you mine. I think I always keep it a bit unconventional. I'm going to go Jim Harbaugh. He's not a player this week, but I think he's going to be a headache for all those guys that are in that coaching carousel and even more so for fans who really want him and he's going to be gone. He can only go to one team. He can't go to all five or six or seven that of the openings. Guess he didn't have a headache. Uh, let's have a chance here. I'm going to go with a Dolphins player, and I'm going to say that Durham Smythe. Oh, well. <laughs> at, least, at least one touchdown against the Chiefs. I'm taking the Dolphins beating the Chiefs, boy. Pro Football Ireland, Jeff Reinbold tour. Eight Knights, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Dundalk. I don't even know where we're going in the Chiefs. At Belfast, Dublin, Derry. 
Dungannon. Next week is a huge week for the NFL in Ireland. Check, stick to the socials. Check to the socials. At NFL Ireland, presented by 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. We're so close to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. We appreciate your support. That would not happen without you. Stick it with us and enjoy Super Wildcard Weekend, folks. 